The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey guys, I'm Whitney Port and this is With Wit. A lot of you may know me from reality TV and the reality is a lot's happened since the hills. With Wit is dedicated to having real, raw, and occasionally ridiculous conversations with the people who have had a profound impact on me because on With Wit, very little is off limits. Subscribe so you don't miss any of the amazing conversations to come. New episodes of With Wit are available every Tuesday on all platforms. Come on in, take a seat, pour a drink, pass one to me. Frickle foodie and friends, talk about life's odds and ends. Throw away your hesitations, have a filter conversations. If you've got Okay, I'm so fucking excited. And when you walked in here, you almost said the exact thing, which like I thought about it. It came out of nowhere. I was going to bed the other night and I'm I was so like, so mad that you're stealing it for yours. Oh my God. I mean, you can share it on yours too. Okay, I just feel there needs to be back context, backstory. Yes. And I have questions for you because I'm mm-hmm. not sure if my backstory is correct. You went to Lawrenceville, mm-hmm. a boarding school mm-hmm. in New Jersey that I did not get into twice, but whatever. Oh my God, I was going to ask why you didn't go there. I applied for freshman year, like from middle yeah. school. Because your older sister was there right. with me. I got rejected. Fine, whatever. I'm young for my grade. Okay. So then my mom was like, would you want to try and repeat your freshman year for sports? It could be helpful. And like, I wasn't that great Very academically. Very common at boarding Very school. Very common at boarding yeah. school. And I was like, you know what? Sure. Applied again to repeat my freshman year, got deferred or waitlisted. And I was like, mom, you know what? I'm done. If they don't want me, I don't want them. Yes. So we pulled... And I'm so grateful. Did you actually have the self-awareness when you were 14 of if they don't want me, yes. they don't want me? Or were they- I said, we're done. Like it was more my mom wanted me to go there than me, quite yeah. honestly. Like if it was something I had really wanted, I think I would have been heartbroken. Yeah. I was kind of just like, okay, whatever. Your mom was also seeing Maddie, your older sister, who is my friend, have this fabulous experience. Absolutely. But then- And so that's why she- Yeah. Like she wasn't, yeah, yeah. But you know what? I'm such a believer- in like, it all makes sense in the end. I wouldn't have met Joe. Yes. Oh my God. Yes. So, okay. Like that's yep. literally the reason. I do the exact same thing. I, so from Lawrenceville, which is a boarding school in New Jersey, where Cami lives. Yeah. Right 10 there. minutes from Princeton, New Jersey, where Cami grew up. Cami, I'm the only person who calls you Cami. No, people do. I've people known do. you since you were a top. Lawrenceville is this like fabulous boarding school, top 10 boarding school in it's the country. Basically whatever. college. Everyone goes to Harvard and Yale yeah. and Dartmouth and bit, 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 bit. And so that's what I thought that I needed to do, even though I didn't have A's. I didn't even have, I didn't even have all B's, but like I was like, oh, everyone goes to. Mm-hmm. So I applied first, what is it called? Like first Early round. decision. Early decision to like Middlebury. Didn't get, didn't even get like a, a <laughs> just like I was looking to. Hard pass yeah. from Middlebury. So then I applied to like all these NESCAC schools, yep. Colby and Colgate and da, da, da. Didn't get into any of them. <laughs> and so then finally I settle on my state school. I'm from North Carolina. So UNC was still in state, which by the way, UNC is impossible to get into. And such a great school. Such a great school. And to me, it was like the last, oh, I was like, I felt like such a loser. Like at, you know, graduation, they read off, like mm-hmm. when you cross the stage, I think they read where you're going to college. Which is so and it was like, you know, Lily Wick, my, yeah. my best friend. Lily Wick, Johns Hopkins, Nellie Morris, Princeton. Princeton. I mean, Maddie, Chambers. Columbia. Yeah, Maddie. Yeah. Like, and then Caroline Chambers, U- University of North Carolina. <laughs> and I was like, But like, it's uh, such a good school. But to your point about Joe, I now always, I was like, I'm going to go for one year. I'm going to transfer to mm-hmm. Middlebury or wherever, the good school. And I never would have met Joe. I'm George. <laughs> never <laughs> would have met Joe. Never would have met Joe. I never would have met my husband George, who I met the last semester of my freshman year. I was like applying to other schools. And is that why you were like, no, I'm not going? Gotta stay. Yeah. I'm into See? the sky. Well, like it all makes sense in the end. And mm-hmm. I hate the like it all happens for a yes. reason. But I do think it all makes sense in the end. Yes. Right now I'm living with one. This is not as intense, but We've been dealing with building this fucking garage in our backyard you sure have. since we moved in. <laughs> you sure have. We've been, it was nine months of permits. And you better believe every week I was calling the permit mm-hmm. office like, what is the status? Mm-hmm. Dealing with our contractor, et cetera. It was supposed to be done. We moved in in January, in March. 
And then I was like, okay, guys, it needs to be done by the summer. It's not done. But now I had no clue our entire backyard was going to be completely dug up. Who knows what they're doing back there? I still yeah. don't understand why our entire yeah. backyard Otherwise is a whole. Thing. Why? No idea. But thank God it's happening during the winter and not summer. In right. our first summer in the house with a dog and a toddler. You'd be going ballistic. Like, I, you so already are. It all makes sense. Yeah. I'm like, you know what? Yeah, yes. of course it's happening right now because I don't need my backyard. Yes. So anyway. I did not get into Lawrenceville. You did not get into Lawrenceville. And I am very grateful. Not only did I meet Joe, but like I, I mean, Maddie will tell you like her senior year, my freshman year, we beat them in lacrosse, prep semis. It was a big, like a whole family thing. Yeah. Is that right? Oh yeah. It was her last game. (gasps) Wait, do you not know this story? I don't remember this or know this. Maddie was so on her fucking high horse. Hold on. We have to give back. You guys are both sick lacrosse players. Oh, thank you. You were perhaps a little sicker because you ended up playing D1. (laughs) So did she. She we did? both played D one. She played at Columbia. She the quit. whole time. She no. quit. Okay. But she she was a senior. I was a freshman, and all season we were undefeated. And she was like, you know, you guys don't even play that good of teams. Like you're not in the same. Uh, we were playing different teams sisters. because you're in the boarding school league. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I was like, all right, well, we'll see what happens. You know, we'll see. And we ended up beating them. So it was her last high school game. And there's a photo that my dad was like into taking pictures at our games, I guess, which is very off brand. Love that. And there's a picture of her in the huddle after the game, just like never looked so angry in her life, pissed. And me smiling like I just won the goddamn lottery. And you know what I did? Because you did. I put those two photos on top of each other and made it the background of every computer in our house. Stop. Printed it out, put it on mugs. Like I put it and you know how you used to have those Sorry, how old are you at this point? Freshman. 15. Vindictive. Vindictive. Like you bitch, what? You thought you were going to be this? Okay. I'll show you. God, that's so good. So intense. You made a mug? Like, you know how those travel, like, not Stanley's, but like coffee tumblers, and you used to be able to like put a piece of paper in it? exactly. I printed it out and I did that. Of course you did. Every background, every computer. Everywhere. Yeah. So we still talk about that. Anyway. That is a fabulous sister story. Were you guys like buddies at this point? Very close. Okay. Then we went through a like kind of hated each other couldn't be in the same room when she was in college and uh-huh. I was later in high school uh-huh. and then now very close it's really I have an older sister and a younger brother and my sister and I have similarly like, now that we have kids we're the best friends we've ever been yeah like we understand each so other much. better than we ever have we used to have a thing where we like would get a little twitchy around each other we've both we both went to boarding school so since age 13 and a half 14 we've not lived in the same house, which is a wild Weird. sister dynamic. But we used to really get at each other's oh, yeah. throats. And now there's nothing to get at. We just are like, we are in yeah. this together. It's so much it's better once you're older. Hard. It's so Everything's better in your 30s. Yes. So your my question for you is, yes. my memory is Maddie was a day student yes, at yes, Lawrenceville. Yes, yes. And most that. of you were boarders. Uh-huh. And my mom would host these like Sunday dinners. Uh-huh. Were you included in that group? Yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. So Maddie's a year older. And she had like an incredible group of friends that I was also in. And she was in my house at Lawrenceville. Kirby. Kirby. So at Lawrenceville, you're, you're, we don't, I mean, they're dorms, but we call them houses and they very much operate like a house. Like you have a house master who's like the, the mother of the house. Mm-hmm. And the day students have this room in the bottom. I've recently learned that at a lot of boarding schools, day students don't belong to the dorms. Yeah. They have like a day student. Which makes more sense. Dorm. Quite honestly. It does make more sense, but then you don't, Merge. Then you don't merge. So like I have some day student friends as an adult now who went to other boarding schools and they like didn't have border friends. Yeah, which sucks because Maddie, Maddie's friends very much were boarders, all boarders, which is why your mom would host these dinners. So it was mostly her older friends. But yes, I would get invited. And I also was my best friend, Nellie. Mm-hmm. Y'all's families are really right. good friends. Like the Morrises all came to your campy wedding. Yes. Which is yes. The coolest wedding ever. Thank you. The Morrises all went to that. So I would always get invited. Your mom is a fabulous, fabulous party yes. planner. And I and I like lived with the Morrises for right, a period of time. Right, that's what I thought. So I went to y'all's house f- like, for everything. Doesn't she have like an epic Christmas yes. party epic. with a tent? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that was yeah. like one of the drunkest I think I've ever been in my life. Uh, no, <laughs> the drunkest you've ever been, which is what I thought about the other night, is at Logan Morris's, so the older sister yeah. of this family. Also a tent. Her wedding was in their backyard, a tent. And I just remember, I don't remember what year that was. I think I had just graduated college. I had just gotten married. So what year did you get married? It must have been like 2013 because I, so I know I just, George was in, I graduated. George was in a war somewhere. Yeah, I just graduated <laughs> yeah, okay. in 2013. Was 2013. And Joe was not invited, mm-hmm. so I was like hanging out with all the girls. Mm-hmm. And I think we were at the same table. Maybe? We were at the same table. Yes. 
Next thing I know, we are behind the tent and I'm shoving my finger mm-hmm. down your throat to help mm-hmm. you throw. <laughs> I'm so, I'm like, hey, I mean, you're like, just help me hold hey, my I mean, finger down. I have this, and he's, what do I do? And you were like, you boot and rally. And I was like, I what? And you were like, did you go to college? I was like, I did go to college. What does it mean to boot and rally? I was like, stick your finger like, down. Stick your fingers down. I was like, how? And you were like, sure. <laughs> Like some friends, some friends like teach their friends how to put a tampon in for the first time. You taught me how to boot and rally for the first time. Which is so funny. A life skill. I mean, I don't even drink anymore, but I was like, shove your finger shove down your finger throat. Down your throat. We're I don't know get how. This. Okay, gonna... I'll do it for you. Literally, my finger was down your throat. Down my throat. I was like, we're not leaving this and wedding. And guess what? I had a great night. Oh my God. Because I did indeed boot and okay, rally. Okay, so that's my memory of that you. Is... And that was, I think, when we bonded the oh, most. 100%. Because yes. before that, I was so much younger than you guys. Mm-hmm. Not that yeah, I yeah, am. Yeah, I'm yeah. only two years. But this but... was like, you were a better drinker than <laughs> I am. We are now on the same now level. We're on the same level. <laughs> we are now on the same level. Okay. No, on the way here, I was talking to my friend Lily, who I'm staying with in New York, about you and yeah. about this. And she was like, oh my God, I love Cammie. You've got to bring up the time that she taught you how to boot and rally. And I was like... I had completely forgotten about that. I walked in here and you were like, you know what we have to talk about. No, it was the first thing I wanted to say. I always said that I was not going to be a parent who like matches their kids in outfits. I was like, no, God, that'll never be me. Do you know how many pairs of matching pajamas I have bought since having our baby? Like the limit does not exist. I love nothing more than ending the night with the two boys in their matching pajamas sitting on their beanbags reading a book. It's like a sick obsession I have. One of our favorite brands for these matching pajamas are Dreamland Baby. The Dreamland Baby Lux Weave Bamboo Pajamas are absolutely incredible. They are amazing. Our toddler loves the two-piece set and our newborn is in their two-way zipper pajamas, which I'm sorry, never buy anyone with a baby pajamas that does not have a two-way zipper. It is an absolute game changer for middle of the night diaper changes. The Lux Weave Bamboo Pajamas are so, so soft, comfortable, and cute. The proprietary Lux Weave fabric is custom milled from premium, breathable, and sustainable viscose from bamboo, and it, it results in a product with buttery softness that is also moisture wicking and breathable, and of course, machine washable. Their non-negotiable for me is not only the two-way zipper, but also the innovative dream cuffs because you can just like fold it over and it creates a cuff on their hands. So they're not like scratching up their face all day and night long. Exclusive discount for Freckled Foodie and Friends listeners. Go to dreamlandbabyco.com and enter my code Cameron at checkout to receive 20% off site-wide plus free shipping. This offer is for new and existing customers. Something I've been trying to do more of this year, but especially as I'm like coming out of the postpartum haze is cook dinner. And I know that sounds like such an easy task, but honestly, by the end of the day, the last thing I want to do is cook a meal. And it's not the cooking that I mind. It's the, what are we having for dinner? The creating of like the ideation of what we're going to cook and then making sure we have the groceries and the grocery shopping on top of that, like all of it, it's just the last thing on my mind, truly. And the best thing to happen to me, and I'm not exaggerating, is the weeks when we have Green Chef. Honestly, it is such a freaking game changer. Green Chef is a meal kit company making eating well easy. They deliver whole food for your whole body. They're committed to provide a holistic approach to nutrition by offering meals that contribute to the overall well-being of your entire body. Not only do I like not have to think about what we're going to cook for dinner, which I know seems like such an easy thing to tackle, but truly at the end of the day, especially with making so many decisions for myself and other people is the last thing I want to do. But the grocery shopping is all done for you and it's delivered right to your door. It's truly the dream for a busy person and especially a parent. We recently did this like chicken Alfredo creamy pasta for dinner. And then also these like enchilada spiced turkey bowls. The meals are so freaking delicious and the directions are so easy to follow. And all of the groceries are prepackaged and ready for you to cook. I honestly cannot say enough positive things about Green Chef. 
and I get messages from you all also that you've tried it and that it's changed your life. So I'm so happy to hear that. Plus, if you are looking to stock up on functional snacks, you can head to the green market and shop their new green bundles, which is a curated selection of hand-picked goods that support your wellness needs. Go to greenchef.com slash 60 Cameron and use code 60 Cameron to get 60% off plus 20% off your next two months. That's 60% off plus 20% off your next two months using code 60 Cameron at greenchef.com slash 60 Cameron. We love you, Green Chef, the number one meal kit for eating well. Okay, uh, but the thing memories. I the the best part about all of this, which I also think yes. about a lot, is so then we're just like kind of you know friendly, but we're not uh-huh. like keeping in touch. Yes. Yeah. You reach out to me during 2020 because I remember it was COVID. I remember where I was. Same. I remember where I was in my funny. parents. It was at their table in their bedroom, which is so random. Okay, that's funny that it was such a such a big moment. You. Yeah, really and nice. I remember you being like, I wrote a cookbook, which I have, uh-huh. Newlyweds, uh-huh. and. Okay. I also I have two copies. I have a signed version from the Morrises for my wedding. And I was like, you said, I, really I wrote a cookbook. That. I really want to write another one. Mm-hmm. But in today's day and age, mm-hmm. the literary agents are like, you don't have a following, mm-hmm. you know, work on that first. So you came to me and you were like, I hear you're doing this social media thing. Mm-hmm. And I tried to like give advice. And I think the funniest thing is now you are killing it. And I'm like, Caroline, teach me. No, shut up. That is so completely not true. But yes, I called you and you immediate like I, I dm'd you or te- no i had texted you, texted you. i have your phone yeah. number cami linville it's still it's a picture of you i love how you can tell how long you've been friends with somebody yes you know facebook used to like pull in mm-hmm. the picture for your it's like a picture of you and joe like hammered in college <laughs> is your profile picture <laughs> for me and i'm never changing that's amazing cami linville and i called you and i was like i have no idea how to do this and you mm-hmm. at that point were just like posting stories all the time you looked so confident mm-hmm. and this was i think the hardest thing to becoming like a I'm trying to call myself a creator more. You are. Because influencer, influencer. makes me want to, yeah. The reason I don't like the word influencer is because it <sighs> makes me feel like I think I'm better than yes. anyone. And I definitely and do not. And my job is to influence you. Right. And also the reality is <sighs> I think anyone in the world could do this job. Whether they want to or oh. not, I don't know. But anyone could do it. Yes. Yeah. People sometimes will, ugh, we're getting off track. But people will message me and be like, I really want to you know, become an influencer. I want to do this. But. I don't think like I don't think I have the personality for it. And I'm like, everyone in the world has someone who your personality will appeal yeah. to. We're like, gonna have different followings, we're gonna but have like different you'll appeal followings. to someone. If you are if you consider yourself like really weird and all you like to do is knit with your cats all day, you have a following. Absolutely. There are people who all they wanna do is that or they'll just find that attractive and like because Interesting. it's so different from yeah. them. So yes. So anyway, I called you and you were so giving with your time and I will never forget that I mean wow, I literally had 2,000 followers at the time I had never put my face on a story and you were like you talked to me for like an hour it was COVID so I remember I was pushing Mattis who was like a year old at the time he's I'm here for his fifth birthday now I was pushing him like through the streets of my neighborhood like probably with a fucking mask on and you just rattled off like what to do and you you kept saying like I have no idea but this is what I've done like I have no mm-hmm. idea but this is what I've done like you were like just be just literally be yourself. You were like, you're a fun, cool person. But that's why chat. you've done so incredibly well yeah. is because I think you have stuck so true to yourself mm-hmm. and you're just like, yep, let's have fun, yeah. which is my type of content that I like totally. to consume. Yes. And also just the only way that I'm able yes. to show up for my job because otherwise I wouldn't be able to. Maybe the reason that I am so open about like literally everything so TMI is because you were my, prote- uh, uh, no, I was your protege. <laughs> Well, I mean, I don't believe in TMI, which maybe yeah. I should. There's no, th- who cares? No. Except for our, does your. Nope, does- he's not on social media. It's the best thing in the entire world. He knew exactly what I was going to ask. Yeah. George created a burner account to, to watch watch my stories. He's like, it's the only way I see the kids during the day. I'm like, I'll send you pictures. Please delete your right. social media account. The only thing that's happened is like in years, Pat, it, like some of his friends will screenshot and send to him. Uh-huh. And I eventually started texting them and be like, stop, mind your fucking business. Yeah. You can watch myself. I don't snitches care. Snitches get stitches. Yeah, stop sending it to Joe. What the fuck is your problem? Um, but yeah, sending he's not it on Joe. it, thank God. It's none of his business. But one thing I love that I really want to talk to you about mm-hmm. is your concept of raising your first, like your third. Mm-hmm. And I was a very anxious, controlling, obsessive uh-huh. first time mom. As most as of us are. Most of us are. And it's so eye-opening to go through it a second time mm-hmm. where like, for instance, my baby just doesn't sleep. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, he'll figure it out. He will sleep. 
And Joe was texting me yesterday because he was with him when I was out. And he was like, I just like, I don't really know what else we can be doing. And I responded. I was like, we're doing all we can. We're amazing parents. Yeah. That's kind of the only answer. Ugh. And he's like, you're right. That kind of wisdom that a new mom but I would never, doesn't get to have. Never. It's and so unfair. It's so unfair. And I have a lot of friends right now who just had their second. Mm-hmm. So it's so great to yes. like talk about this. But then I have a lot of my college friends who just had their first. Mm-hmm. And they're calling me being like, what about this week, window? What about this? What about this? What if if she did this? What should I do? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I just want to hug you and be like, I swear it doesn't matter. Let I swear. But I also know that it's an experience that like we kind of have to go through. Yes. I don't know what the answer is. So w- tell us about yes. how you okay, raise so the first. first how to raise your first like it's your third. Actually started as how to raise your first like it's your second. It's just that now I have three kids. Right. So it has got a child. And I, like you, was a really anxious and controlling mother. And that is so against my personality like I am a type Z oh it's in line with mine uh-huh because you yeah we'll talk about that one thing you like love the schedule and stuff mm-hmm. still where I am like fuck the schedule like there is right. no schedule the baby goes to sleep when it's tired and so I think there are ways to release the control while you're also still being true to who you are as a, like yes I want a schedule because I want to know that at 12 o'clock I get to go to lunch totally. with my friends and I'm that's what I found I think this time around if mm-hmm. he slept it'd be nicer but yeah right so it started because with Mattis, I you've never done this before. And I was one of the first of my friends to have kids. I had a lot of older cousins who have had kids. And they all were already on their third. And I think quite their second or their third. And I think, quite frankly, they had forgotten mm-hmm. by this point the stress and anxiety that comes with the first. Yeah. I remember my cousin Lexi came to visit when Mattis was like seven days old. And I like looked at her and I was like, did you just think about them dying all the time? All the time. And she was like, huh? And I was like, oh, fuck, I'm a freak. No, all the time. All I thought about. And I was like, you know, like when they're asleep, do you just like check their breathing all night long? And at this point I had the owlet. Oh, I never got it because I think it would have How did you know not to get it? Okay, the owlet, if you're unfamiliar, is a heart rate monitor. It's a sock you put on the baby's foot. It's a heart rate monitor. Some mothers love it because they're like, I know that baby's alive. Mm -hmm. For me... I felt like if I didn't constantly Track watch it. it and like it would slip off and it would sound this alarm like. No, that's why I didn't do I it. I mean, it was like it like haunts my dreams. Mm-hmm. Nighttime was terrifying. And so Lexi came and I would ask other friends who had all all had older babies and they were all like, oh, yeah, like that's kind of normal. That's kind of normal. And I, I basically just spent the first year of Mattis's life being like a complete control freak, which is not who I mm-hmm. am, sticking to this sleep schedule like he would finally get to sleep 30 minutes late because he wasn't tired when I put him right. to bed because I was putting him on some like random schedule that the internet told me to. He'd finally get to sleep and 45 minutes I would wake him up from his nap. And so then he would be cranky. Right. Because he was tired because I had woken him up from the shitty nap. And it was just a wild like year of that. Mm-hmm. I just and think about the obsessiveness of obsessive. the app, like this new app, like looking everything, yes. being like, well, how much did he sleep last night? And the, like, yes. oh my God, yeah. The Owlet app was also connected to a camera. And I mean, I, I I felt like if I didn't watch it all night long, mm-hmm. that's when he would surely die. Yeah. How? I don't, he, what? Somehow. What did I think? So we moved houses. We we bought our first house when Mattis was like 11 months old. We moved in on his first birthday and our Wi-Fi wasn't connected for a few days. And these cameras are mm-hmm. Wi-Fi enabled. And so I couldn't turn it on. And his room was just like at the old house directly beside ours and what you realize is oh you can hear them right through the walls and so you don't hear all the little like all night long that kept you up through the monitor and so I was like wait I don't think we need a monitor and so like we've literally not used a monitor since Mattis was 11 months old we've never used a monitor with any child and I realized like oh that is a complete game changer I'm not up all night long listening to every little beep I'm not checking it and like something about that separation I just needed like a few days off of it made me realize I didn't need that all of a sudden I was like actually sleeping through the night da da da, da. and then you have your second kid mm-hmm. and nothing can be as perfect and controlled you just can't and it's also just not as scary and this is what sucks about trying to give your first time mom friend advice, nothing you tell them. Nothing. My friend Lily, again, who I'm staying here with right now, and I were talking about this last night. Like, I was so, I told her, she's like my ride or die. Like, mm-hmm. she knew every single detail of every single bit of anxiety that I ever had. And at the time, she had no kids. 
So she could very sanely, and she's also like a very therapized friend. Like mm -hmm. she has a great therapist and so she just therapizes me. My friend jokes that I'm her therapist. Uh -huh. I'm like, yeah. I'm just gonna pay you my, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm exactly. just gonna send you my bill. Like it's like a symbiote. Yeah. Like Dr. Llewellyn is basically my yes. therapist also. <laughs> so she would like therapy me about it. Like, you know, what's the worst thing, that, you know, CB, like what's the mm -hmm. worst thing that could possibly happen if he sleeps five minutes past his nap? And I'd be like, uh, like literally nothing. Okay, so I was sure Lily was going to have zero postpartum anxiety because I was like, I fixed you. Like I, I first, first like a third of you, like you will be perfect. And she was like, you told me everything you possibly could. And still every single night, I was sure he was gonna you can't, you can't. suffocate on yeah. his hand. Like we'll still see her, we'll be out at dinner and I'll still see her. He's, a, he's only 11 months old. I'll still see her looking at the monitor like while we're out at dinner and I'm like, I'm like, swipe her phone. She's like, sorry. And I'm like, I don't, I don't know why I'm like trying to control you because it's just what you do. It, it That's what's so it's hard what is what I've been trying to say to my friends because it's like, I can share with you so many mm -hmm. times that like, the baby's going to be okay. Mm -hmm. Like you stepping outside to go for a walk, yes. it's good for you. So good but for you. they have to, not have to, but unfortunately it's like this learned experience that mm -hmm. then with your second, you have a confidence. Yes that you didn't have with it, the first. It's literally on the job training. Truly. Of course, you're nervous on your first day on the job. Mm -hmm. Like you've never done this before. You have a brand new boss. Right. They're like mean and scary and they yell at you all the time and you don't really know how to make them happy. So yet. temperamental. Like you have so no idea what you're gonna get. Temperamental, they shit their pants all the time and like your <laughs> job is <squeezed. laughs> Throw up all over you. <laughs> and then a year in, you know exactly how to make them happy. And you know, right. and you also know like if they cry about that one thing, they're not, it's actually fine. Mm -hmm. you, you can just leave them to cry. And that is something that you can't teach. I do think having a, having a friend who's already had a baby who will like truly tell you the nitty gritty down and dirty. And that's why you and I both yeah. on our Instagrams and whatever are so honest about it because it does help. And I'm sure you also mm -hmm. get messages from women that are like, thank you so much for Every saying day. this. This has helped me relax so much. Like. I get my biggest content requests. Like I'm a food creator who also talks about motherhood and it's kind of shifting more to talking about more motherhood stuff because that's what people ask what? me for. They're mm -hmm. like more first, like a third tips, please. More first, like a third tips, please. Like I now never even try to put socks on my baby because like what's the point? And like I never feel guilt about it anymore. And I'll get pictures of babies like at restaurants and they're like, I never would have done this with my first. Like it's way past bedtime. And like sure enough, he's fine. Thank mm -hmm. you. And like that, that rocks. Rocks. Something that causes me irrational anxiety is the thought that like I'm going to forget moments or memories that happens in my children's life. And I've talked to so many of you about this. I know so many of my friends feel the same way and a lot of you over DMs where it feels like we just have so much information in our brains of like what they're doing in this moment, how fun they are, what they love, these memories, and then time passes. And I don't even remember what happened like two weeks ago, let alone a year ago. And it really overwhelms me because I want to like have a please to keep it all because I want to remember it. And I've talked about this and I'm so happy because I think I have found the solution. Keepsake is the solution for all of us. It's the easiest way for parents to capture and preserve memories about their little ones and growing kiddos. Basically, it's an app that sends you text prompts. You can do it daily or up to like tw as less as twice a week, which is what we have. But you get these text prompts with thoughtful questions that are asking you things you wouldn't have necessarily ever like put pen to paper on. So I got one the other day that was like, what is Squash's favorite thing to do right now? And I went into such deep detail of how we play with all this Toy Story toys and how his imagination is so wild and that we chase around Emperor Zurg at the park and all of these things. Or it'll be like, what was the first picture ever taken of your baby? And I send the first photo we ever took of October. And so we have a journal going for each one of them and you can like merge the account with your partner. So he gets prompts as well that are different. And it's so incredible because it's allowed us to like – put these memories and moments in one space for them to live. So it's a digital journal and you can actually turn it into a physical journal, which is such a great idea for when they're older to give as a gift. I love the convenience of it all because you don't have to like sit down and think about journaling. You just get these text prompts 
however often you set it up. It's freaking amazing. And I recommend it to every parent. Your first week is completely free and you can go to keepsake.com slash Cameron. That's keepsake with a Q. So Q-E-E-P-S-A-K-E and redeem 20% off your annual subscription with code Cameron. Two things I'm constantly prioritizing and encouraging everyone else to as well are my mental and physical health. For me, this starts with my morning routine. I am prioritizing my mental health by having some necessary alone and quiet time before taking on my day and simultaneously prioritizing my physical health with including nutritional supplements like AG1. If you're a longtime listener, you know that I've been drinking AG1 for over five years now. When I started drinking AG1 daily, I noticed I had increased energy first thing in the morning and that it helped with my digestion throughout the day. As a creature of habit, it is my absolute preferred method to start my day. That's because AG1 is a foundational nutrition supplement that supports your body's universal needs like gut optimization, stress management, and immune support. Since 2010, AG1 has led the future of foundational nutrition, continuously refining their formula to create a smarter, better way to elevate your baseline health. Because I'm recommending AG1 to anyone with ears, I love seeing my friends and family also get hooked and join the daily AG1 train. I am obviously a fan of the company, but my husband is truly their number one supporter. Without fail, he is making his glass of AG1 every single morning, first thing when he comes downstairs before starting his workout. He feels it helps him feel more energetic in the morning and that he is getting the nutrients his body craves first thing. AG1 takes all the guesswork out of trying to combine the right supplements. It provides multiple products in one easy scoop, which is a true win-win. AG1 is a supplement I trust to provide the support my body needs daily, and that's why they've been a partner for so long. If you want to take ownership of your health, it starts with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com slash FFF. That's drinkag1.com slash FFF to check it out. There is a line, and I can never quote it correctly. It's like first time, only child babies are wasted on first-time parents not only child babies but it's like because you don't realize how easy it is with one until you have a second yeah oh but you can't enjoy that one because you're so anxious because it's your first like imagine if oh you had that second child but you only Only had that that, do you know what i mean like if you actually it's if you actually got to raise your first First, third third. yes that's that's what it is you you can't you you can try to do things but like you can't fully i think about that all the time because i'm so much calmer with our second and we have a schedule but it's like his nap the reality is for instance on today joe's alone with them this morning or like the day he goes into the office, I'm alone with him in the morning. Like his nap is in his car seat. We're taking our toddler into yep. school, out of school. Like yep. he's getting in and out of the car. His nap is in and out of that window uh-huh. Uh-huh. and he's never sleeping for the full uh-huh. thing. The first time parent in me, not a goddamn chance in hell. Never. Would Your I have entire done that. day would have revolved around yeah. making sure that he got his perfect in a crib yes. nap. So like the reality is you're forced into this. Mm-hmm. But then I was thinking, imagine how freeing it would be. Oh. Because once I had a baby, I was like, babies are so easy. Babies are so easy. Oh, I think about it all the time. I thought Mattis was so hard. He was a dreamboat. Also, I was hard. Yes. My first was an angel. Oh, yeah. Angel. Like the ones you read about slept 12 hours yes. at 12 weeks. It oh, was yeah. not normal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm now realizing. Uh-huh. Yeah, um, realizing. Yeah, God. Do rats. But how nice that that's your second one because you're like, he's going to sleep eventually. Yeah. Well, you know what? the You know what sick fuckery the universe is? <laughs> Last night was the second time ever he slept through the night. No idea why. We didn't do anything. Like, it's just, and that's what I've kind of figured uh-huh. out. The old me would have been like, what did we do last oh, night? Repeat tracking. Every step. What did he eat? Everything we did. Yeah. What did I say to I'm him? I'm like, Lizzie and Garrett, you're coming over every night for yes. Sunday night dinner. What song did yes. I sing to him before bed? So it just happened. Oh, it was like, yeah. A forensic scientist trying Absolutely. to figure out exactly every And move. Joe and I have been splitting up nights. So yeah. each of us have monitors. So I don't like it. We're sleeping you in different sleep in beds. The same? Okay. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, and it sucks. Like huge. Peak roommate phase. Moment but in time. It allows each of us to sleep through the night every other night. I'm going away on a mom's trip today for two nights. So I know that- In New York? Uh, no. Well, Hudson Valley. I know that Joe is going to be with both of them for two nights. So I was like, you know what? I'll take both monitors last night. He sleep- a baby sleeps through the night. I'm like, absolutely. Uh, are you kidding? This is a godsend. You know who was up from guess. 12 to 3? Let me take a Demanding guess. I sleep on the ground with my pillow and my comforter <laughs> next to him. Let me take one guess. I'm like, are you Thank you, sir. kidding? If it's not one, it's the other. And if it's not one, it's both. So- I hate that there's nothing more annoying than the you just wait. I know. Thing. Like when I talk about 
anything with my children. Hate you just wait. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. I hate, I hate it. the teenage you just wait moms. I'm mm-hmm. like, I know he's not going to talk to me when he's 14. Well, I know, like yeah. when, whenever you say anything about like, oh, he's, you know, my three-year-old's really demanding my attention. You, you, you're just gonna, you just wait wanna, until yeah. they don't want to talk to I'm like, I don't want to just wait till that. I want to just live right here. My three-year-old, like genuinely, I don't think George and I have slept in the same bed alone in like three months. My three-year-old crawls into bed with us at 4 a.m. every single morning. He's so fucking cute. It's so hard to say no. That we don't care. And he also is a topless guy. So like he's PJ bottoms only. And he has this like chubby body. <laughs> and so like we fight over who gets to hold him. Right. But it's also ridiculous. And like we don't sleep as well because something is interrupt interrupting yes. your sleep at four in the morning. But yeah, no, we, the baby, oh, forget it. Like people, people talk about baby sleep as like the hardest thing. Like, oh, they're up all night. No, wait until they turn. You just wait. The toddler. <laughs> you just wait until the toddler. Well, you know what's harder is that the toddler uh-huh. like tries to negotiate. I'm like, honey, please, it's the middle of the night. You need to go to sleep. Mm-hmm. I just want you to lay. Please, please, please just mm-hmm. lay down with me. I just need to hold mm-hmm. your hand, mommy. I'm like, I, I cannot say no to that. You're, an, a, you're a human being asking me for your need. Right. Whereas, and this is what I'm glad that podcasts don't have like comments because some people are hardcore. My baby, like never let a baby cry. You know, sleep, training, talk. Yeah. A baby, I personally have done my own research and I do mm-hmm. believe that a baby can cry. And so like if my baby woke up at three in the morning and started crying, See, they like, would just cry. <laughs> I have a hard time with that. Yeah. I go in every yeah. time. Every time? What every do you time. do? I, Caroline, I don't fucking sleep. Uh, <laughs> you I don't, pick it up? I go in. No, it. I don't pick him up. I don't pick him up you do because he doesn't that. need to be picked up right now. Yeah. Like if he really is right. during his naps most of the time, I have to contact nap for the second half. Uh, which, so, which like another first, like a third, like how lovely. Lovely. Are Love there things I need nap. to do? Absolutely. Right. But like. I know that the days, yeah. these these moments are fleeting. Yes. So no, overnight, he doesn't need to be picked up for the most part. Uh-huh. He just needs like to be rocked back a little bit down, which okay. like I do with my hand. Yeah. Like I simulate the snoo, but he doesn't like the snoo. So the snoo's off. So I basically Lovely. am a virtual snoo. Human snoo. Um, That's what I always call myself. Or putting his pacifier in. Mm-hmm. I, I, yeah, I, I don't know. Corking him. Yeah. Yeah, corking him and humans doing him. Yeah, Okay. That's fabulous. But I have no judgment. Like, oh, yeah, I'm yeah, someone yeah. that's like, you do whatever the fuck works yeah, yeah, for yeah, you. Yeah. That's fabulous. Do that. There was an Emily Oster study <laughs> who is my Bible. Yeah. And she, it, I think basically you can, the great thing about Emily Oster is you can interpret her data to meet whatever you want yes. it to. So you could read this in exact same article and be like, oh, good. What I'm doing is right. <laughs> but the way I interpreted it was... If you do the full, like, see you in the morning, I'm closing your door and I will see you in the morning method, that they overall cry less. Because I bet when you're doing the human snoo, does he keep crying for, like, five minutes sometimes or does he hush right away? So the interesting thing about my baby Mm -hmm. is he is soothed right away back to bed. Oh, that's amazing. So, So like, when I would soothe my babies that way, they would keep crying for 10 minutes, so I'd be human snooing. No, no, no. He did it and they'd just be like, and then back down. Okay, great, great, great. Keep. Keep I on keeping so on. So I'm just not sleeping, but yeah. whatever. Yeah, who needs to it, sleep? It, who needs? Do you take nights always or do you and Joe? Oh, you trade no. off. Well, uh, while we were on both mat- like parental right. leave, we traded off. When he went back to work and I was still on my like yes. maternity leave, quote unquote, I did nights. Now that we're both back at work, we basically look Sunday night at the week ahead and be like, <laughs> who has really Love important that. things the next day? Yes. So like typically because we're recording, he would have done last night, yes. but because I know he has the boys for Three days. So that's kind of how we assess. Uh-huh. But he <laughs> he believes he's cursed. Whichever monitor he has, the kid has a shitty night. Oh, you. I still have a monitor for our toddler. I know. No, 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 no. That's okay. okay. But you each take a yes. different kid. kid. Yeah. Because typically our toddler sleeps through the night. It's rare that he doesn't. Right. So usually that person's He's off a great sleeper. He's usually seven to seven. Mm-hmm. God's gift to this earth. Yeah, 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 yeah. Not normal. Yeah. He's... Two, two and a half. Two and a half. Yeah. My, my, is he still in a crib? Oh, God. Yeah. I'm crib Thank till college. Crib till college. I have these people no, who are like, oh, no they're, interest. They're two, in so I got to move him to a bed. Fuck I'm like, no. That's a, that's a first, like a third. I think the first time parents so many think, like, okay, developmentally, it's Absolutely time not. to put my kid in a crib. Mattis Hodgen, my five year old, was in a crib until he was four and a half. I plan on four. He was that's a my grown goal. ass man. Yeah. He, we, he had steps. Mike, because he had to pee in the middle of the night. was in 
a mini crib. Oh, yeah. Love this. Until we moved. Yeah. To a point where I asked the doctor because he's, he's like, like kind of on the shorter end. I was like, did I stem his growth? Did I do this? Like, is this my fault? And he was like, absolutely not. We put him in a big crib. You better believe he's that's tucked a, up in his solid corner. first mom question. Oh, solid. Did I stun his growth? And then I was like, in the crib where he still do, has plenty do of I room. Not give him enough milk. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. He is like shoved in the corner. I'm like, you still yeah. could be in a mini crib because oh, you yeah. don't care. Oh, 100%. He sleeps curled up like a fox. Yeah. Like a fox. I say that about our dog. The other thing that I love about the content you put out there that I, A, we want to plug you, but uh-huh. B, I struggle with so much is your what to cook when you don't feel like cooking uh-huh. because I used to love food. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Love it. Freckled foodie, baby. Yeah. Remember? Mm-hmm. R.I.P. Yeah. Used to love cooking, etc. Once I became a mom, mm-hmm. it is literally the last thing on my mind. Mm-hmm. Like I used to, something I worked in therapy deeply because of more, this was like rooted in orthorexia and perfectionism, mm-hmm. but like every meal had to be perfect. Ooh. perfect and by perfect do you mean looking or like the perfect portion of starch and vegetable and- um like just like a complete quote-unquote meal okay. i think it was because i was working in the corporate world so like my breakfast and my lunch were sat eating at a desk so like rushed yes that dinner i wanted like an ex like i wanted the thing i wanted it to be uh-huh. great and uh-huh. like a-, a real meal like uh-huh. i could never have a bowl of cereal for dinner uh-huh. now we were coming home from a birthday party on Saturday night. It's 6.45 in the car. What'd you prepare? And Joe goes, what are your thoughts on dinner? And because there was like, just like uh-huh. bowling alley pizza. So we, the kids ate it. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he was like, what are your thoughts on dinner? I'm like, well, at this point, probably just a bowl of cereal. He's like, it's 6.45. <laughs> you act like we're coming home point. from a club at 1 a.m. <laughs> yeah. What do you mean at this point? Like, this is when people start to cook dinner. Yeah. I'm like, a bowl of cereal? Like He's like, Kim, we're, we're ordering food. Yeah, so, yeah. of course, we ordered Shake Shack. But I just now don't even care. <laughs> like, food, never thought in a million years I'd say this. If you could offer me a pill yeah. that would be my complete nutritional oh my God, so funny. servings or whatever mm-hmm. I needed to survive to the next mm-hmm. pill, take it in a heartbeat. Our mutual friend, Nellie Morris, says that all the time. She's like... I literally do not care. I just need calories. She's like, if I could eat a bar that was this big and mm-hmm. that had 2,000 calories in it and I could eat it once a day, like, I done. would be done. And I never thought yeah, I would like, you love food. It ever was your be like that. You started a whole business but around now, it. absolutely. Yeah, that's the thing. I think when you become a mother, you have so many decisions to make. There's like some meme about like that mothers make like 80,000 decisions Crazy. a day or something absurd that dinner becomes one more thing. And we also get so exhausted of making decisions for everyone else because not just ourselves. But what am I feeding the kids? It's everyone. And like all of a sudden, it's like I didn't sign up to feed this family for the rest of my life. And I feel like, like all I do is grocery shop and we never have groceries. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So What to Cook When You Don't Feel Like Cooking is the name of my newsletter and soon-to-be cookbook, and it was founded on this exact principle. I started it during COVID when everyone was so fucking sick of cooking because you had to cook every single Mm -hmm. meal. So on my Instagram and the way that I started really growing, thanks to you giving me advice, (laughs) was that I would post like question boxes and be like, I know none of you feel like cooking, but like tell me what's in the pantry and I'll come up with a meal for you. So you, who feel like you have nothing in your pantry, would write me and be like, I have you know, capers, spaghetti, and butter. And I'd be like, okay, you probably also have chicken or something or, you know, a pork cutlet or something in the freezer. Grab that out and we're going to make like veal scallopini. or but. And I was like, it sounds fancy, but here's how you do it. And I would like lay it out in one slide. And that's how I started to like really quickly grow. Mm-hmm. And I also would give substitutions for everything. So that's still a huge part of what to cook when you don't feel like cooking. Every single ingredient has a substitution. And it kind Which of makes... Which is so hard for you. It's really hard. Oh, do. it's... <laughs> Yeah, it's there's a reason it's a paid newsletter. Like it, yeah. each newsletter takes like 20 hours to write. Like it's a full ass time job to come up because you also have to like kind of test these different things. Right. Like if I'm going to tell you that you can swap in, you know, olive oil for butter in this one step, like I have to test it, make sure the butter doesn't burn. Blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And I think the substitution thing is like a it's a good like teach a man to fish. Don't just give him the fish thing, because if you follow a recipe you don't like learn how to cook. You're like, yeah. you're following instructions. You're following like drill sergeant you're driving orders. Driving with the GPS on. But if you, you're driving with the GPS home, God, that's such a good example. Like, well, I moved to a new area and, and you, you never knew. Better knew. believe I still don't know how to get to my sister's house 15 mm-hmm. minutes away. Mm-hmm. Do it all the time. It's nope. insane. I put the GPS on. I used the GPS to go to my OBGYN for like the first two babies. I was like, this is, I've done this 50 times. I, this I did too. <laughs> what is, is that? Not normal. No, but Joe will sometimes get in the car and be like, 
watch this. I'm not going to use it. We did that too. We brag. And I'm like, I wouldn't know how to do this. Yes. He's like, yeah, but it's important for me to learn. I'm like, oh, okay. No, it is. It's weird. It, yeah. It's weird. So yeah, it kind of gives them like a roadmap and you can basically cook any one of my recipes. They come every single Sunday. It's a newsletter subscription. So it's like $50 mm-hmm. a year to be a subscriber and you can make basically any re- like the thing that people get like the biggest thrill out of with what to cook is that they're like, I can make this like I don't have to go grocery shopping because I'm best. like, if you don't have romaine, use this. If you don't have any lettuce, like don't do the salad and instead make it a rice bowl. And I like mm-hmm. give all these swaps and riffs and substitutions. And that I think is the reason for its such popularity. a win. While I'm in my postpartum in between clothing sizes era and trying to figure out what the heck I want to put on my body, I am so grateful for Quince. Even though I love a good luxury item, it doesn't always make sense for me to purchase, especially right now when I'm unsure what my body will look like in a few months. And that is one of the main reasons why I love them. Quince is my go-to for luxury essentials at affordable prices. Quince offers a range of high quality items at prices within reach, like 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters, starting at $50, washable silk tops and dresses, organic cotton sweaters, and 14 karat gold jewelry. Quince creates timeless classics that never go out of style. Items that you'll have in your closet forever, which makes putting together an outfit way easier. Plus, if you are someone who this new year is looking to build a capsule wardrobe, they have all of your must-haves. The best part is that Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. Talk about a massive win. Since it is sweater weather and time to layer all things comfortable before heading outside in the cold, I'm relying on their 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters to throw on with a pair of jeans or leggings and underneath a big warm jacket. It is the simplest, easiest, and coziest outfit for the winter months. Give yourself the luxury you deserve with Quince. Go to quince.com slash Cameron for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Cameron to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash Cameron. So what was your relationship like with food for your life? And like what led you to culinary school? My mom worked full time and she was an incredible what I just explained she would come home there would be absolutely nothing in the pantry my dad also worked full time and so she would come home and she'd be like okay we've got a can of tuna and noodles and she would like throw together some bizarrely random pasta that she like made taste delicious she was just a great southern cook she has type 1 diabetes so it was always like rather you know healthy leaning she was just a great cook who taught us from a very young age, like you can make anything work. Like Mm -hmm. she hated going to the grocery store. Like she had had a long day at work. She had three kids at home. Like she did not want to go grocery shopping. So we always had these like random, like depression era skimmed (laughs) together meals. And she taught us how to cook. Like because she worked full time, it had to be like one of our chores kind of to help her. I didn't go to culinary school. Why did I think you did? Because people assumed that I did because. Wait, I was like, positive you did and I was so impressed yeah no so (laughs) I wanted to for sure mostly because of the like clout it gives you right I worked so after college I moved to New York I worked in advertising and most of my clients were like food and bev clients my favorite client was Don Julio tequila and I was like 21 years old George was like in a war at this point so I, I moved here instead of moving to be with him there were also lots of breakups. It's a good, juicy love story. Always. You've had lots. Yes. Yeah. So I moved to New York, worked in advertising, Don Julio tequila. And basically my job was to like do all these like food and Don Julio tequila pairings. We would do like pairing dinners. Lil John was our brand ambassador. Amazing. So I literally spent many months of my 20s like going to different clubs around America. I swear to God, just so that I could take like Blackberry phone pictures and tweet them from the Don Julio tequila. This is like the early days of social okay. media and I was the Don Julio tequila social media manager. That's hilarious. I'm like wearing like Have you, you partnered know, with outfit. them now? Have I what? You should partner with them now. I talk about a comeback. I know. Actually, the brand manager follows me and is always like very supportive and I'm sort of like... Why don't you oh, message them? Be like, this is a great story. Thank you. Because I'm an idiot. Okay. I'm going to do it. So yeah, I did that. I love Send me my 10% cut. Yeah, yeah. I'll send you (laughs) finder's fee. I did that. And then when we moved, I got married to George. We moved to San Diego. And he was like, you don't like advertising. Like, figure out a way to work in food. I didn't want to work in restaurants because they're 
hell. If you've ever mm-hmm. seen the show Bear, that's what it's like there. That just like wasn't the life for me. Like high stress, people being mean, uh, no thank you. So I started a catering company, like literally having no idea. That's what I thought. Okay. Company. I knew this. I started this catering company, having no idea how to professionally prepare food, portion, anything. And I just like fully faked it till I made it until I had like a very successful catering company. And then that kind of devolved into food media, getting asked to do rest, um, Recipe development. recipe development for like magazines and then brands and then it when did you stop the catering company was it covid oh, or the before the catering company was because so that was in San Diego where George was based uh he was in the navy so he was based there and then we moved up to Palo Alto because he went to business school my marriage has very much been following my husband around mm-hmm. wherever he needs to go for his job which as like an independent woman and feminist used to like kill me. And then I finally realized that if I just didn't let it kill me and like gave into the fact that I can do my job from anywhere, we would be much happier. And so now we are. But that's also like he was in the Navy. He was in the Navy. Yeah, but then it was like, like <laughs> it was, he was in the Navy. Yes. But then it was like, okay, he wants to go to Stanford Business School. So we're Got moving it. there. He needs to start a business. So we're moving to Carmel. And I really wanted to move to San Francisco. And he needed to move to Carmel to start this business. So we moved all over. I worked in restaurant consulting in San Francisco at a brand that does like develops all the menus for like Panera, Starbucks, like really big brands. So I worked in the test kitchen there. And that's where I got really good at developing recipes, like Mm -hmm. writing recipes, scaling recipes. I think when you go on the Internet, there's so many recipes. So many. So it's like, why would I pay $50 a year for recipes? Like there's I can Google and find any recipe Mm -hmm. that I want. My recipes are like really well vetted and tested and they're written as if I was standing in the kitchen with you, a tired mom. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, yes, I know there's still going to be liquid on top at this step. Don't worry, you're doing the right thing. Keep stirring until it goes away. Or if there's not still liquid on top at this step, Add a, add a little splash of water to like rethink, to loosen it up. Right. Like I very much talk you through like the different scenarios and what could happen. And I think that's why I'm, it's very popular with people like you who are so fucking sick of cooking. I'm so sick of it. They have so many other things going on. Yeah. Yeah. For a tangible thing for people to take away from this mm-hmm. in the what to cook when you don't feel like cooking. Yes. What is one of your go to, you're in your kitchen. You're exhausted because mm-hmm. you're also a busy mom of three. Mm-hmm. And you're like, what do I even have? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, what yeah. are those like rotation meals? Okay. The number one is not from what to cook. And it's literally the best thing. It's foolproof. We all love it. In a steamer basket. So inch of water on the bottom of the pot, steamer basket on top, frozen dumplings on half of the basket, broccoli florets. They can be frozen broccoli. They can be fresh broccoli on the other half. Steam it for like six minutes there's dinner Mm -hmm. while it's steaming you make a peanut sauce which if your kids like peanut butter they will crush this and it's just peanut butter soy sauce a little bit of honey and a tiny bit of sriracha don't accidentally do too much or you will have to make it over again for your greedy picky child your picky little monsters but the sriracha doesn't make it spicy just like gives it the flavor Mm -hmm. oh a little rice vinegar okay stir it together peanut sauce. They each get their own bowl, so they feel very special dipping it. George and I, it's delicious. Like, you get the best frozen dumplings, the kind you love, yep. and that is a literal 10-minute meal. It's a lazy effing dinner. That is a lazy, lazy dinner. Yeah, you do lazy effing dinners. So that's a great one that's, like, my go-to that has nothing to do with mine. From what to cook, I have this 10-minute peanut nudes meal that's, like, ramen noodles or spaghetti or literally whatever. You, like I've seen people do it with rotini, which, you know, ethnogeographically makes zero sense, but like we're, that we're not in it for the authenticity on a yep. tired night. And then you make a similar peanut sauce to that. While the pasta is cooking, you add either edamame, broccoli, whatever you've got, the random like veggie medley. Medley, the but, corn, carrot, corn, carrot pea, green bean, yeah. whatever. It doesn't matter. We're just like trying to get a vegetable in there. And then you toss it all in a peanut sauce and you're done. And that's it. I also have this healthy-ish, it's called healthy-ish bolognese. And it's turkey and cauliflower rice. So it's like pound of turkey, pound of cauliflower rice. Mm -hmm. And you cook it all together and you literally can't tell the cauliflower is in there. So if you have kids who are having a hard time getting vegetables in them, like I don't want to eat a lot of these like frozen or hidden veggie meals that people tout on the internet. Mm -hmm. But this is like, I'm like, great. I literally can't taste it. Like this is a delicious bolognese that just happens to have a pound of cauliflower. Well, when I make my meat sauce, I always do a mushroom and pepper like yes. in there. Mushrooms and a bell and, pepper and cut up. Loves my toddler. I mean, my toddler will pretty much eat anything I yeah, put in front yeah, of him, yeah, which yeah, I yeah. know is not common. Yeah. 
Like the first time around, I think I was like, oh my God, this is because we did baby love weaning. Oh, I mean, no, it's just he happens Mm -hmm. to enjoy food Uh and different flavors. Uh Do I think baby love weaning helped? Yes. But was it the reason? No. But I like last night, he he's weird. Like one night he'll love. (laughs) This is actually so fucked up. My mom makes a veal asabuco that let's go like growing up. We had four meals on rotation. It was a veal asabuco. So smart. That was the thing. Literally four meals on rotation. We need to get back to that. It was a slow cooker veal asabuco. It was her spaghetti and pork sausage meat sauce. Yes. A brisket and Lay's riffle potato chips. Like she's going to hate me. Like on the side. Yeah. I don't know. We used to eat them together. It was a weird thing. Yeah. And then um, this chicken in like a dish with those little pearl onions, rice, and like a almost like a mushroom cream sauce type thing. So chicken goes down and she's just smothering. I think so. Baking. Yeah, I, I don't know. But she's gonna be like, that's not how it's made. Careful. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, when I delivered three months ago, yeah. she dropped off like four servings of Yasubuko in Tupperware to freeze. So nice. We defrosted one night. My toddler has never pounded a meal like this in his life. Yes. And lately he's been like, I don't like this. I don't like this. Yeah. And when I put his favorite thing in front of him and I'm like, yes, you haven't even tried it. And I yes. know you like this. Oh, it kills me. And so I'm like, you do like this. Mm-hmm. And he goes, oh, I go, it's your favorite meal. Cause it is, it was yeah. like chili is one of his favorite yeah. meals. And he goes, oh, is it veal? And I go, yeah. And he goes, I love veal. And eats all day. And I was like, Joe, I'm is it veal? That I'm teaching him. Oh yeah, this is a baby. Cow. Is it veal? It's not mama cow, goes, is it? Is it veal? And I was like, yeah. And then he ate the entire thing. I was like, I feel really wrong, but you gotta do what you gotta do. My husband hunts only very, you know, yes. ethically. We live in California. There are many things that need to be hunted because of overpopulation in California. The animals are as overpopulated as the humans in California. <laughs> so he hunts, and whenever he goes hunting, the boys, my five-year-old and three-year-old, were like you do what? And like he comes home with, you know, 20 dead birds. And so like it's a whole thing. So we had to kind of create a narrative for them right. of why it's okay to hunt. And you know how sometimes you just fully make up a story to your kid and then you have to continue with that story? I mean, yes. For instance, there are bugs that will eat your kid's teeth if they don't, <laughs> if they don't brush, brush their, their teeth. teeth. Oh, my son will be like, I feel a sugar bug. And I'm like, <laughs> you, you don't. <laughs> you don't. Like we have to like immediately yeah. use toothbrush. So along with the sugar bugs, George created this narrative that daddy animals have to be killed sometimes because they'll eat the mommy and the baby. Oh my God. <laughs> that's that's what he thought was a chill way to explain hunting to our children. And I didn't know about this fake story. And so I was like feeding the boys chicken one night and they were like, is this a mommy chicken or a daddy chicken? I was like, I don't know, probably a mommy. And they're like, <gasps> what? Oh. With the dad? Well, we only eat daddies because the daddies eat the mommies Stop. and the babies. And I was like, I don't, what? Where are we going? It's like, here? George, if we make up like full ass narratives, we have to explain. Well, no, but this is, I've actually said, I talked about this with my mother-in-law. Like we call steak, you know, it's steak yeah. and it, it's beef, chili, whatever. But the chicken thing, I've always wondered because when I, he always asks when I put a plate in front of him, what do we have? And I have to explain <laughs> to him what we, we have. have. Yes. Every night. What do we have? And he goes, or if he knows, he goes, I have. And he he's so like, Talk about routine obsessed. Uh, if I don't first, if I don't put his bib on. He goes, "You forgot my bib," and then I put it on. And if I go to walk, Mom, you forgot my kiss. Oh, I have to kiss him on the cheek. Like he is. Nick, 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 Nick. Uh-huh. So we create first children. It's I mean, insane. also Joe and I are very like right. It, it's a mix of. I mean, this is all our doing. Yeah, you guys are routine guys without fail, unless he is. Yeah, he, but I wonder if number two will. Get I don't know. He. So I mean, routine. he comes down every morning. His kid, like his toys are packed. His toy chest, there are bags for each. Th- like his and he one puts bag, them in there? Puts them in there. He's got his bags I for his cars, eat. for Lightning McQueen, for Tomator. He has this one box that his Toy Story puppets sleep in every night. He has another box for his Toy Story figurines. He has one bag for his Toy Story At books. two and a half. That is that normal. And he comes home and he's like, I have to wake up my Toy Story people. And if the other day, Ham puppet, mm-hmm. finger puppet, wasn't mm-hmm. in the box. And he goes, oh, Ham, are you so sad you didn't sleep with your friends? And I'm like, oh, my love. What that have I created? It. What have I created? Like, what have you done? But also, I mean, incredible. But what mm. have I done? Yeah. But it, I will say it's so helpful. He every toy has a place. Yeah. So he's so specific about what he wants. He'll be like, this morning I want to bring Puppet Jesse in the car to school. Yes. And I always know where it is. Yes. Oh no, never. No toy in our home <laughs> has any place. Like when you have, I think 
yeah, you're going to have the same thing. Your kids are going to be... Your two and a half years, almost exactly. They're two and a half years apart. My first two are like 19 months apart. And it is just mayhem at all times. Yeah. Because I think Mattis could be that guy because he's quite type A, my five-year-old. He's like quite regimented and he always... He kind of has a place for everything, but he also has a three-year-old little brother and a one-year-old just little brother everything. wrecking his life. Yeah. Like he'll be like, "Mommy, we need to put this on a very high shelf so that Callum cannot touch it." And no, like, I mean he is like that when <laughs> yeah. when his yeah. cousin Maddie's son comes oh. over and he's tearing up everything. He's just following around, being like, "Why are you touching <laughs> that? Why are you touching that? What are you doing?" Yes. Yeah. There's nothing worse than a play date at your. Oh, house. the worst. The the worst. worst. And like, how do you like? When I'm like trying to get together with my friends, like, how do you say, no, but can we do it at your house? I know. Because I'm so sick of my kids not wanting to share any of their toys. But mm-hmm. at your house, it's your kid who doesn't want right. to share and their toys. And then you're the asshole. I don't asshole. care. And I don't you're care. the asshole. And I don't care. <laughs> I don't care if your kid's mean to my kid, but I don't want my kid to be mean to your kid. Yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, I'm so happy you came on here. Oh, this was such a fun, I mean, just to get to see you in person I was know. such a gift. Pimp yourself out. Where can people follow you? Pimp myself out. Okay. I'm Caro Chambers on Instagram. My what to cook when you don't feel like cooking newsletter is what to cook.substack.com. Okay. I really suck at TikTok. That's next, but so don't even follow me there. <laughs> what else do I have going on? Podcast. Oh, I've got a podcast. <laughs> and your cookbook. I've got a podcast that uh, we're, Cameron taught me about a pod swap. No, you said, can we do a pod swap? And I, I go, said it. Yeah. And I said, oh my God, look at you knowing the lingo. And I you go, is that it. real? Oh, I said, yeah, 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 that's that's, 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 that's right. Yeah, let's do a pod swap. Okay, so we're doing a pod swap, and my podcast is called So Into That, and I talk to people about what we're so into, and then we just kind of chat it out. And um, Your cookbook's coming out early August. My cookbook is coming out, What to Cook, We Don't Feel Like Cooking cookbook is coming out in early August, and I'll make Cameron pimp it out, so don't worry, you won't miss it. You will not miss it. I Uh love you. Thank you for coming on here. I Cameron. I know. You're growing. (laughs) I love you. Thank you all so much for listening to today's episode of Freckled Foodie and Friends. I have so much fun recording the show. It is my favorite part of my job and truly is what lights me up. Your feedback and response to every episode is what keeps me going. And if this episode resonated with you, please feel free to DM me over on Instagram or share on your stories. If you are looking for a way to support the show, please rate and or review on whatever platform you use to listen to your podcast. It means the world to me and it really helps the show grow. Please also make sure to hit subscribe so that you are up to date with new episodes coming at you every Wednesday morning. And of course, please be sure to follow me on Instagram and TikTok at at Cameron Oaks Rogers. I love you and I appreciate your support so much. Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.